everyone. I'm Emma Bjorngard Bissain, academic advisor at the Stanford campus. Welcome to another episode of the Launch Podcast. And I'm Kayla Hogreep, academic advisor, school of business at the Hartford campus. Today we're interviewing Kelly Peterson, who is an academic advisor in the ACES, which is the Academic Center for Exploratory Students Department. She also manages the Transfer Connections Program and has a hand in helping uh, campus change students transition to and from stores as well. And joining her is Amy D'Onofrio, who is an academic advisor with the Academic Services Center in the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, and she is the staff advisor for Cog science as well. Okay, and after that, we will talk to Thomas Deneen. He's a current accounting major at the Stores campus. Currently, in spring 2020, he's a sophomore, and he will talk a little bit about the importance of getting involved on campus and building community when you're coming from a regional campus up to the Stores campus. So, without further ado, enjoy our conversations with Kelly, Amy, and Tom. So my name is Amy D'Onofrio, and I'm an academic advisor for the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, and I'm in the Academic Services Center, so I'm one of the generalist advisors. So you advise on all the majors in CLES? I do. I advise for all the majors on CLES, and I'm also the staff advisor for Cognitive Science as well. Hi, I'm Kelly Peterson. Um, I'm an academic advisor in ACES on the STORES campus, so Academic Center for Exploratory Students. Um, And then I also coordinate a program called Transfer Connections for transfer students. Um, and can you tell us a little bit more about that Transfer Connections program and like maybe when it started and what it does for students? So I think we started working on that three years ago now, which seems crazy. Um, so the idea was to create a support service for all transfer students at UConn because at that point, other than transfer admissions, there wasn't really like a specific support service for that population. Um, so we felt like we should kind of acknowledge those students a little bit more because that is a very unique experience um, that should kind of be seen. So we do have a website, transferconnections.ucon.edu, and it's designed to serve as kind of like a virtual um, portal for new transfer students to kind of learn how to navigate this place, navigate the transfer process. Um, we have transfer insiders who are current transfer students who have already navigated that process. So if an incoming or brand new transfer student is looking to kind of connect with somebody who's already been through that, they're available on the website. Um, and it's just kind of informing transfer students of the support services and student organizations that we have for them. So we do have an honor society and we do have a transfer student association as well as a living learning community on the stores campus. But Amy and I have been working together um, as part of a committee of people across campuses for UConn. um, And then also for the Stores campus, we have new to Stores programming that we do for transfer and campus change students. So that's kind of how we um, have started to collaborate for these populations. Great. Um, Have you been able to gauge what kind of expectations campus change students have when they are coming to Stores? And can you share? what you see that students expect when they're coming to stores? I think it's different for everyone. Everyone has a different expectation and and also I think it's different based on maybe what regional you're coming from because coming from Hartford you're a little bit closer versus coming from Stanford you're quite a distance away. Um, 
you know, I think most students do know that the store's campus just physically is much bigger, so they do have that expectation. Um, I think they're aware that typically classes, especially at the 1,000 level, are going to be bigger. We have a lot more of those lecture halls. Um, you know, but again, I think everyone has a different expectation. I think um, many students are very excited to be coming up. There's also, it's very normal to have some anxiety about it. Um, so that's why we're here, you know, we work with, you know, the new to stores programming that CLAS started right around the same time that mm -hmm. Transfer Connections started to work with campus change students and transfer students about that transition to stores because it's just, you know, for campus change students, you've been UConn students, but stores is a new environment. Stores is a new campus for them. So just helping them with that transition. Um, so again, I think everyone just has a different expectation and experience with that. Yeah, and some of those, like I have a ton of Hartford students mm -hmm. that already live in stores mm -hmm. and or split their schedules so that they take some of their classes right. here and some classes in Hartford. Um, so, and compared to students that are coming from Stanford, it's mm -hmm. like a completely different coming from a city environment mm -hmm. to a more rural. Um, so what are some of the biggest challenges for students who come to stores from a regional campus that you expect students to face? I think first acknowledging um, that a lot of them haven't maybe lived on a campus, so they're just kind of getting used to having a roommate or living with other people or uh, maybe not having to commute. Um, maybe some of them had to let go of some other responsibilities, like maybe they don't plan to have a job, you know, they, they're not going to work part-time their first semester here. So just adjusting to kind of like a new lifestyle in a brand new environment, but then kind of going along with what Amy was saying, like getting used to just a brand new learning like environment. Like the classes are larger. Um, we have TAs at the stores campus, so we have grad students. So it's kind of just suggesting to working with a professor and working with a TA and utilizing office hours and kind of really needing to learn how to like self-advocate for yourself on such a large campus. Yeah, we do have, you know, we always talk to our students about that. We have lots and lots of resources on campus. Professors and TAs want to help you. Your advisors want to help you, but we don't know if you need the help unless you reach out and ask for it. Um, and I think the way we look at it is you're adults, you know, and so you need to take that initiative, but we want to help you with that initiative, you know, mm -hmm. but you have to take that first step yeah. and seek out that help. So, and it's like going through this transition and looking at a map and finding buildings and all those different, finding the dining halls, mm -hmm. all while maybe you have like scholastic standards you have to meet and you right. have to, you know, get certain grades in certain classes, so it can be really challenging. What are some specific resources and stores that exist to support campus change students? I think, um, I mean, obviously we have so many of those resources. Um, that's why we try to do in the fall a resource fair for our incoming uh, campus change and transfer students um, for, through the new to stores um, programming that we do. So definitely something to check out. We try to do that the second or third week of the semester. But a lot of things that we highlight um, are, first of all, your academic advisors. Mm -hmm. Um, every department, every school or college has advise, different advising structure, so you do kind of have to like look into what that advising structure is for you specifically, um, but your advisors are there to help you navigate, and they're just a really great place to go if you have a question. Even if it's not academic, they could at least direct you as to where to go for that. Um, we have the Academic Achievement Center that helps with kind of like those study skills, organizational skills, even presentation skills. Um, we have our student health and wellness. Um, our student health and wellness, you know, they have the mental health mm -hmm. services. We know that college can be stressful. Um, so any support with that, um, they're really helpful with that. Center for Career yep. Development is huge, especially because sometimes 
campus change and transfer students, they're not always, they're all coming in at different points. Um, so a lot of the times, by the time they get to stores, they are very concerned on developing themselves professionally and kind of working on building their resume because they may have a shorter amount of time to get involved on the store's campus and work on finding an internship. So it's connecting them with that office probably sooner rather than later. Um, our dean of students office, because they just help with everything. <laughs> like if you need somewhere to go, like if you're not sure where to go, I would say Dean of Students could literally help you navigate this place as well. Um, Off-campus and commuter services, if after their first semester they are maybe thinking about living off campus um, in a brand new town or brand new city. So it's just a lot in getting it, this information to them like as soon as they're here. So then that way they know how to navigate this place. Um, and they're not kind of falling behind. You know, they feel comfortable being here right away. Right, and I would even off, um, add to that. Again, there's so many that were probably that were definitely missing. But um, Office of Undergraduate Research, because like Kelly said, you're kind of coming in later in your college career. You might have some really you know great goals. So if you're looking at research, we have our Office of Undergraduate Research that could help you with that. Um, our cultural centers mm -hmm. are great, right in the student union. Um, student activities, if you're getting just getting involved in organizations and clubs. So lots of things on campus. Um, but it can take time to just kind of get used to like where everything is. Yeah. Um, and you know, our map <laughs> is great to know <laughs> because everything is in different locations. So right. using the My Yukon app and using that map, and I know I still use it at times, and mm -hmm. I've been here for a while, and I was a student here, mm -hmm. and there are buildings that you just have never been to, and it's okay to use the, um, the map to find it. Yeah. yeah, and I imagine you encourage students to engage in like student organizations yeah. and activities and um, like the intramural sports and those sorts of things because building community is really going to help students feel at home and, and be more academically successful. And absolutely, absolutely. Every time we meet with campus change students, we always talk about that. Um, you know, we want you to, there's a, diff, there's a difference between involvement and engagement. Um, we want you to be involved, we want you to go to class, we want you to join clubs, but we also want you to be engaged. It's more than just going to class. It's going to class, asking questions. Um, even if it's a really large class, it's okay. You know, meeting with your professors during office hours, maybe getting involved in an internship or research like we talked about. Um, when it comes to the clubs, you know, it's great. Go to the, uh, you know, the involvement fair the second week of the semester, learn about all your clubs, you know, sign up for clubs. But also, like you said, it helps you get involved in a community, create a community for yourself, make it feel a little bit smaller by not only joining the clubs, but participating in the clubs, maybe being part of like a subcommittee of the club and doing things like that. Um, do you, either of you have experience, and can you talk a little bit about students who change their minds maybe after the campus changed to stores and want to return to a regional campus? Is that something that students can do? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing you'd have to just check with is whether or not you could finish the degree at the regional. Right. So many, you know, all the regionals have degrees that can be finished on their campus, um, but again, they don't have every degree or every major, so I should say. so. You know, you just want to make sure that if you do feel like the regional is a better fit for you, and that's perfectly fine. Sometimes, you know, not not every school is right for each student, right? Um, you know, and we are very large, and some students may feel more comfortable in a smaller setting. Maybe for personal reasons, they need to be closer to home, um, and that's okay. But you do want to check to make sure that you can finish at least the degree in the major. 
um, or make a plan for it. Um, mm-hmm. So we do have students who, you know, started at stores and then campus changed to the regionals. We have students who obviously we know started at regionals and campus changed to stores. We have students who have done both ways, um, come to stores after being at a regional and go back to the regional. Um, and we even have students who maybe split that time. Um, so, so they, because maybe they do need to be closer to home, but they need to take a couple classes up here. Okay. Do you have to say? Yeah, like I, just, I think it's important, like Amy was saying, that to acknowledge that every student has a unique experience. So, like, just because we're stores advisors doesn't mean we won't have a conversation about is stores the right place for a student. So, I think it is important for students to know, like, at the end of the day, if you graduate from UConn, you're graduating mm-hmm. with a UConn degree. Um, so, your experience is what you make of it and what you want it to be. So, whether that's finishing at stores or finishing at a regional like it's whatever's going to set you up to be the most successful yeah. there should be no stigma around that you know absolutely and your transcript just says UConn right it right? doesn't say UConn Hartford you nope. know Waterbury it does not stores. and it doesn't tell you which semester you were at which regional or which you know or stores campus again it's just UConn um, the only thing I would say is you know you have to work with your regional campus if you are campus changing up to stores even if you were at stores, then went to the regional and then want to come back to stores again, it's the regional campus that does the application for campus changing up to stores. Could uh, both of you offer one piece of positive advice or encouragement for students who might be campus changing soon? Who are listening? <laughs> well, first, we're excited to come up here <laughs> and to meet with you. Um, my biggest piece is, you know, we always talk about is self-advocacy mm-hmm. and engagement. You know, making it your own, reaching out for help, um, most students do pretty well with the campus change process, but when I do meet with students who maybe struggled with it, our stu- typically what I hear from students is they didn't know where to go and they didn't know who to ask for help. And so all we just keep saying is, you, you know, talk to us, you know, talk to Kelly, talk to myself. Um, any one of your advisors from any school or college can help you. So it's just about asking for that help or, mm-hmm. you know, like at least letting us help you navigate, like figure out what resource could be helpful for you. It's interesting because Amy and I both went through a transition. So I was a transfer student who transferred to UConn stores and Amy was a campus change student. Mm -hmm. So I know not every student will have the same experiences that we both have had, but I, I completely agree with Amy. I remember myself feeling a little bit overwhelmed coming to such a large campus at first and really needing to learn how to ask for help. And the more I did, the more I realized like there are people here who actually like want to like see you often and want to hear how your transition has been and how your days have been going, how your classes have been going. So just know that there are people at each campus who like want to like hear how you're doing. We want to make sure you're okay. We don't want you to be floating like on your own. So please just like, don't be afraid to ask for help. And um, that's normal. You're not the only one. Don't feel like you're the only one going through that transition. Um, I know it's hard for transferring campus change students to ask for help because they don't want to be seen as like a brand new college student. I hear that a lot from students. Um, So just know like there are other people going through similar things and like you won't be judged for doing that in the end. How can students get in touch with you both if you, I don't know if there's a campus change website or like if they, if you have your emails up online somewhere that they can reach out to you? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm available both on the ACES website and the Transfer Connections website um, by appointments, phone conversations, email. Um, Amy is also on the Transfer Connections website if you wanted to kind of start there um, because on that website there is a lot of information for transfer and campus change on 
the store's campus, um, but we also have information on there for all the regional campuses as well. So kind of wherever you're at in your journey, there's going to be stuff on that website um, to kind of help you through that process. Yep, and that website um, also has contacts for other advisors from other schools and colleges, Perfect. like um, engineering, at, uh, College of Ag, yep. um, School of Business. So they have contact there. And then, of course, through CLAS, if you just looked at CLAS's um website, my information is there, as well as my colleague, Sarah Mosier, who also works with Campus Change students. All right. Thank you so much. We really appreciate thank you. Thank you. to help students. What is your name, your major, and your year at UConn? My name is Thomas Deneen. I'm a sophomore accounting major up at Stores. When did your campus change to stores and where were you coming from? I came to stores after my first semester and I came from Hartford as part of the Spring to Stores program. Okay. What was your major at the Hartford campus? At Hartford I was financial management. Financial management. But in your first semester you don't really do too much business specific so it didn't really feel like that much of a change to me. Perfect. Yes. Um, and what were your expectations for coming to stores? Uh, coming into stores I really expected everything to feel super big which it definitely did for the first couple of days. It was like there was just a lot going on and buildings were 15 minute walks and in Hartford everything was so close it was really just a big transition like as far as that. Um, in terms of the academics I didn't really expect there to be much of a difference but there definitely was. I learned that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, housing like I didn't really have any big expectations for housing and my roommate ended up dropping in February so that was kind of like a there, there was a big big surprise there mm -hmm. and like everybody has those housing horror stories and Yep. You know, but the, for every bad story, there's a good story, too. So you just have to find what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, extracurricular-wise, I didn't... I expected there to be a lot, but I was really blown away. Like, there's just so many things. There's something for absolutely everybody here at Stores, and it's just... You really just have to work to find your community. Yeah, yeah. How did you go about, like, figuring that out and kind of narrowing things down in terms of getting engaged on campus? Um, well, first, I kind of started with, like, what I didn't want to do mm -hmm. so like I had a lot of friends who joined fraternities and sororities and that wasn't something that I was looking forward to mm -hmm. or looking like to become a part of it was just a lot of time and I wanted to put more time into my academics mm -hmm. which definitely I think down the line has become a good thing um, I knew I wanted to do something athletic so because I played soccer throughout my entire childhood so I had really just focused on first that. I knew as an accounting major, like I looked at accounting society and I was like, that's an easy one. I can do that once a week. It's readily available. You get to talk to people who are doing the same thing as you. Mm -hmm. So that was really helpful to me. But then as far as the athletic thing, I just kind of like looked and saw like what I was interested in. And I ended up choosing the boxing team, which is a lot of fun. So I'm really, really happy with my choices. Well, that's great. That's great. So what were some of the biggest challenges for you that you faced when you came up here? I definitely struggled with the uh, like the big lecture style classes, right. mm -hmm. like learning from 300 plus or learning with 300 plus other students from a professor who's standing at a podium is not not a lot of fun. Um, and especially coming from Harvard where your biggest class is at the most 60 students and you get really individualized instruction like I'm sure you do it at other branch campuses as well. It was mm -hmm. something that I really had to I really like to work and like buckle down uh, in those classes particularly. In some of the smaller classes, I didn't have nearly as much trouble, but those like big lecture style classes was really something that hit me hard. 
What did you do to kind of overcome that? Did you like go and talk to the professor or did you have TAs that you would meet with? Um, so for me, like going to both professors office hours and then going to discussion section mm-hmm. every week and then going to TAs office hours as well. It was really like a big first step for me because, you know, coming out of high school, school of business students in general, myself included, like it wasn't really high school. I didn't really put that much effort in. I didn't really try super hard. So that was really the first point where I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I have to work. I have to work hard mm-hmm. to do well. And so I really started putting time in like that. And on top of that, like the accounting society, like I was talking about before, like surrounding myself with people who were taking the same classes as me, had the same goals as me. Mm-hmm. It was really helpful to like see how they were going about it, see what kind of habits could I pick up on. And then aside from that, like just surrounding yourself with people who not only want to like pass their classes, but people who want to get A's, people who work to get A's. It's like learning, like having those habits uh, rub off on you is something that you hear about your parents want, like your parents want it to happen. Mm -hmm. But until like you really go experience it, like it's something that I hadn't really thought about. Mm -hmm. And then I learned like, I learned how to study and like learning how to learn again was something that was a, a big process, but something that I think the campus change really like instilled in me mm-hmm. kind of like crystallized like what you yeah, definitely. Had to change yeah definitely yeah 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 so in terms of you know i know a lot of students they struggle with going to professors office hours mm-hmm. or maybe you know going to their ta's office hours like it's a little intimidating mm-hmm. um how did you feel about doing that and if it was something that was a little i don't know nerve-wracking like how did you prepare for yeah that? i mean so for the ta's office hours like it wasn't I wasn't super nervous about it just because like with you your TA like you know that they have a lot of students but within your section you have like 25 maybe 30 so at that point it feels almost like back in high school where you would just like go up to the teach after class and be like hey I didn't get this like can you help mm-hmm. me out so that didn't really make that much of a difference to me because I already felt like I had somewhat of a personal connection with them mm-hmm. but as far as like professors go that was like a the first one was definitely I was super nervous just because mm-hmm. like I know who you are I've listened to all your stuff and I'm just a number on your page and like that's really that's kind of how you're not you shouldn't think about it Mm -hmm. but realistically that's how it is so as long as you go into their office hours and you show like genuine interest and genuine concern about like I don't understand this and I want to get better I want to improve that was something that I put forward pretty just pretty straightforward it was something that I wasn't like trying to hide I I wasn't doing super great and I was trying to get better. So as long as you do that, like your professor is going to empathize with you. Like there are some topics in some courses that are not easy. Mm-hmm. So like all of those things together, are just kind of like you put your nerves and your pride in this aside and you just kind of have to buckle down and say, I want to do better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. And then like, that's how you build connections with them. And then if you ever need, you know, a letter of recommendation, yeah, like they will know that you're mm-hmm. someone that put in work and you know, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, so I know you mentioned a little bit that you're involved outside of the class mm-hmm. on campus. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like, do you go to meetings or with boxing, right? Like, do you do that every week? Yeah, so the accountants, I'll start with the accounting society. That's usually like once a week, once every two weeks. And they have professionals come in. Um, this past Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, they had um, Deloitte. Deloitte mm-hmm. was on campus for recruiting, so that night they had Deloitte uh, a couple professionals come in and just kind of talk about like what they were looking for in recruiting and like how their experience with Deloitte has been as a whole. So like I said, accounting society is usually once a week, once every two weeks. It's super low key. It's just 
it's a good way to like learn about the the professional world mm-hmm. where in the classroom like you're going to learn about accounting but you're not going to learn about like how to be an accountant if that makes sense yeah. um boxing is three nights a week i love it it's a really great group of people it's something that i had always kind of like thought was cool as a kid and mm-hmm. yeah my mom would never let me do it and then i got to college and i was like this is my opportunity so i'm gonna take it um i've not had an official competitive match yet but Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to that um and yeah it's just like having some kind of physical outlet whether it's boxing whether it's an intramural sport a club sport whether it's just going to the gym something like that to just kind of like let your mind get off of school for an hour an hour a day even an hour every couple of days, like it's really, really helpful for me. And then I started working at the School of Business. I absolutely love it here. Um, I didn't really expect to be able to say that. And like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of other people who have on-campus jobs and they're not crazy about them. But, you know, becoming close with the advising team here is something that I'm really, really happy with. It's helped me like get a real good working relationship Mm -hmm. with my advisor and with other advisors and just kind of be able to talk about like, hey, how would you recommend going about this? What's your best, uh, ideas about this topic and like just kind of meshing everything together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's great. And in terms of like the boxing that you mentioned, mm-hmm. do you feel like that allowed you to meet students outside of the school of business? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Just because within the school of business, like your first couple of years, it's not as much, but then once you get up further and further, it's like you just stay within the school of business. Like mm-hmm. all of your classes are going to be here. So boxing was a way for me to like meet some people who are. Uh, speech and language hearing science majors and mm-hmm. like P&B and political science like you just get such a wide ver- a variety of like majors and backgrounds in general mm-hmm. that it's really just like eye-opening to see like there are so many people at this school and there are so many different kinds of people and they're all so nice yeah that's awesome so um why do you think it's important for students to get involved and maybe especially for students coming from one of the regional campuses mm-hmm. up to stars? Um, getting involved, like college, you're going to have, as much as your parents don't want to hear it, you're going to have a lot of free time. Yes. Like you can't go to class for five hours a day. You can't do homework for six hours a day. Like it just doesn't work like that. So having something to just like decompress and having people to be able to talk to is a really, really big, big thing. Like people are humans are social creatures like we want to interact so i think in general like getting involved is really important in that sense but especially from a campus change like coming from one of the branch campuses like from my experience in harford everything was so like in your face and everything was so like we want you to get involved Mm -hmm. whereas here at stores it's like if you want to you can but Mm -hmm. you don't have to and if you don't like you're just going to hear all these stories about your what your friends are doing and you're going to see stuff like on Fairfield Way and it's going to be like these big tents, these big pop-ups and you're just going to like going through it by yourself. It's it's not a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. college in general, like you want to have memories with other people. You don't want to just like remember sitting in the room and studying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just you don't want to feel lonely. Yeah, so definitely. Like, that could be it. Exactly. So um, how has this transition helped shape your unique student experience, would you say? So like skills that you've developed. We talked a little bit about fears you overcame, but maybe Mm -hmm. there are other things. Um, I'm not really sure if there's been any one particular way that it's helped me grow, like as a person. I think more than anything, like it's helped me stand out in terms of like interviews and just like Mm -hmm. talking to other people, like having a touch point to talk about like changing campuses and talking about your different experiences and how, how they're not the same, like 
it's something that really helps you stand out. Like I said, in interviews, it's a really big thing. But then also just like talking to other people and making friends, it's like you have all these different experiences. Um, and then going off of that, like you just get more comfortable talking, mm-hmm. talking about yourself, talking about like mm-hmm. just things in general because you might have these different perspectives. So I guess like for me personally, last year I wouldn't have wanted to come on this podcast. Even last mm-hmm. semester I would have struggled with it. So I guess like it's helped me just kind of be more comfortable communicating, especially about myself because I was never really a super outgoing person and now I'm trying to break out of that. So it's definitely something that I've been working towards. Yeah, and you're doing a great job. So <laughs> um, can you share your plans for the future after graduation if, if you've thought about that? Yeah, so my plans for after graduation aren't completely set just because I'm still a sophomore so I'm a little far out. Yep. But for accounting, trying to do 150 credits in four years Mm -hmm. that way i can sit for the cpa exam right after graduation then i will hopefully Mm -hmm. be able to work in a big four firm for a few years we'll see how many Mm -hmm. and then maybe maybe get an mba and see if i can work up after that but like i said it's not entirely set yet those are just kind of ideas right now Mm -hmm. so just kind of taking everything one day at a time just focusing on what i have on my plate right now so that's pretty much it Yes, thank you so much for talking to us. Of course. All right, Emma, so what did you think about first that conversation that we had with Kelly and Amy? So I feel like um, in particular, uh, something that they mentioned was the importance of, you know, finding your support network on campus. Mm. So intentionally seeking out advisors, the career center, um, faculty and TAs. So, you know, coming from a regional campus, you might not have had a TA before. And that's just something that's crucial to your success in a large, you know, lecture classroom uh, to build that relationship since, you know, you might not have the same access to the professor. So your TA is, is you're into also building that connection eventually. Yeah, that's really important. I really liked the way that Amy and Kelly described the importance of getting engaged, like not just getting involved, Mm -hmm. but actually like going to class, sitting in the first or second row, asking questions, participating in the discussion. There's a difference between getting involved and getting engaged. And I think when students get engaged in student organizations and in opportunities on and around campus, they find their niche. And Mm -hmm. so it makes a big campus with a lot of people feel a little bit smaller if you can carve out your little portion of campus and your group of friends and your your community. Yeah, I I mean, just drawing from like my own experience as an undergrad, I went to Cal State Long Beach, which is a huge, you know, university as well. And coming there as a transfer student, the fact that I joined the philosophy club at the time just helped me get involved and engaged in my major. And just navigating campus, have people to study with, have people to, you know, hang out with after class, like that made a really big difference for me feeling at home on campus. Yeah. I also appreciated that Kelly and Amy mm-hmm. were both campus change and transfer students in their undergrad. So they really have real life experience going through what some of our students are going through, which is, you, mm-hmm. you know, by and large a positive process, but it presents some challenges. So I encourage you, if you are thinking about changing campuses or maybe you're in the process, they're great people to reach out to. They can empathize. They've been there and been through it, as have Emma and probably some of the other staff and advisors that you work with on campus. Yeah, yeah, you really got the 
a sense that, you know, they have a passion for this process because they know it. Yeah. So definitely, you know, talk to them and, and seek them out as resources. Yeah. And so what did you take away from your conversation with Tom? I feel like Tom emphasized to me, again, how you can find your community by joining like, a sport, in this case, that maybe initially you didn't think you were going to be involved with. And that helped him meet people from other majors. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's easy, you know, if you go to your major courses and then you're maybe not interacting with the other students because you've already completed, like, most of your gen eds and maybe electives. Getting engaged on campus through sports or clubs can help you broaden your network and meet other people. Yeah, that's great advice from a student who's been there and and gone through that (laughs) transition. So, all right, any final thoughts? I think that's it. All right, thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll be back with you soon. 